Welcome to Eau Claire is Here, your place to find out a little bit more about the people, places, and happenings going on in the best little city in Wisconsin. Eau Claire is Here is brought to you by Ned Donilon, Donilon Real Estate. And now your hosts, Jane Seymour Kunick, Scott Kunick, and Jerry Annis. Hello and welcome to another podcast of Eau Claire is Here and You Should Be Too. I'm Jane Seymour Kunick. I'm Jerry. Jerry. I'm, I'm Jerry, Jerry Annis, co-host, co-partner mm-hmm. of the podcast. So, And we're standing here in front of the building that made us. Well, the building that used to be here. The so, building that used to be here. Yeah, so we're, we're in front of St. Patrick's. We're lifelong members talk about lifelong relationships. That's where we started the church band as well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I'm not even sure what this is going to be. But I think it's going to be a parking lot for for mail for the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. I just we're sitting here. Just so many memories, right? Right over there where that big rock is. That's where the spaghetti dinners used to be. This green pipe behind us. That's where um, I would have detention during CCD. <laughs> And I think by that branch down there, that's where Jane and I probably said 10,000 Hail Marys for penance. Yes. Except. Lots of penance. You were a pretty good child. I was a pretty good child. You still had a, remember standing in line for our confession and we'd all be asking each other in line, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? Yeah. And then you'd just copy somebody's sin. Seemed like I was in there longer than everybody else. Yeah, that's but... what I was thinking. Oh, well. Bigger list. Yeah. Bigger list. Anyway, cool, cool memories, more progress. Well, and then beyond that, as everybody knows, Jane and I are realtors, and markets got kind of, well, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, yeah, you and I um, have had a couple interesting transactions. Mm-hmm. Listings are few and far between. Buyers are, it's tough to be a buyer, to be competitive, but... Didn't you have a house that was unique in a way? I did. I, you know, when people make the comment, everything's selling. Well, sure enough, I got a listing with a tree that had fallen through the house, and it sold in a day. With a tree coming right out of the living room. Yeah. Sold in a day. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody talks about this market and that it must be great for us realtors. I mean, we're working real hard because even though houses are selling fast, we might be showing a buyer, you know, 15 houses and they're writing on five and not getting any of it. So it, it it's crazy out there. And I, I kind of want to tell people just hang in there that it, it, the market will change maybe in a little bit. But, well, you know, you, you do a nice job with that anyway. For me and you, probably the toughest call we have to make is to call that buyer and say, hey, guess what? We wrote a great offer, but unfortunately, we didn't get it. Right. You know, keep your chin up. Somebody gave their first child away oh, with the offer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you know, it, it, but you are so good with that. You just usually say, you know what, wasn't meant to be. Something better is probably coming down the road. And more often than not, that typically happens. It so. does. It's just taking buyers a little longer to get there, and sellers are reaping the benefits of that. You know, as long as you don't have to be a seller and then a buyer yeah because the shoe will definitely be on the other foot yeah yeah so anyway we, we've got a fantastic podcast on Clearwater Clearwater clues hunt so kind of a cool scavenger hunt and yeah Scott did a great podcast and 
I think it's just something neat for the yeah. city. Yeah, they uh, did it last year. They called it a COVID scavenger hunt last year, but uh, they, they took COVID out of it and renamed it Clearwater Clues Hunt. Yeah, well, they, they, I'm glad because sounds like it's going to be an annual thing. And the, the little bit that I saw, well, they have a great website. They have a nice Facebook page. Scott did a nice interview. But in the month of May, they're going to do two routes a week. Mm -hmm. So there's eight routes to go through and miscellaneous clues. And, and I think for me, the takeaway, you know, just seeing all that is, number one, it's free. Right. You know, you, you can register, but it doesn't cost you anything. And there's prizes. Yeah, and, and they want you to register if especially if you want to win a prize yeah yeah, yeah and, I, and I think they're doing prizes for each tour so eight prizes and then I believe there's a grand prize for a medallion that's hidden so clues and, and it just fits right in with our podcast about Eau Claire is here and you should be too all those clues are on routes around town showcasing properties and history and I thought that was kind of cool too right so. and living down by Phoenix Park I know there's a lot of people in the city who like to walk around it so this is just a fun way to take your walk to a higher level yeah learning something and playing something yeah well and getting outside and doing something with the kids and and that that i guess is the name change because they want to do it every year scavenger hunts are tricky you know i did one i think i was telling you about i i did a scavenger hunt for my kids on one christmas and it was so hard to be creative and think of some neat places. I knew I could get them to different places, but trying to come up with these clues and being creative. Yeah, and yeah. So I really admire those guys and what they're doing because that's a lot of thought and a lot yeah. of process. It doesn't cost anything, but I, I think they said if they want to make a donation, um, donations will be accepted to a homeless uh, organization, which is going to help out people that's in the awesome. Eau Claire area as yeah. well. But. Yeah, just that scavenger hunt that I did, you know, we sent we sent them all over town, hard making those clues, but we also told my kids that we paid people to mess with you. <laughs> <laughs> so we instilled some paranoia, which will not be on Clearwater Clues Hunt, but it was funny, one of the clues brought them up to uh, Carson Park where the Blue Ox was, and then a car drove by real slow. They're like, hey, what? Are they messing with us? <laughs> you know, and one of them ended up at the joint, and it was funny because I was outside watching, and they were looking, and halfway through it, half the patrons in the bar were helping people look, you oh, know, look so for fun. stuff. So, yeah, so that is cool. But Yeah, and I think they have fun making it. I know everybody will enjoy doing it, but I think these three guys are good friends, and I think they enjoy setting it all up yeah yeah well they do a great job and and then a testament to that i guess is the number of people that are participating too so yeah so anyway scott's got a nice interview coming up with the the folks from clearwater clues hunt i hope you guys enjoy i'm really happy to have on my friends again we had them last year when we did the COVID clues marathon hunt this year it is the Clearwater Clues Hunt in their second annual uh, tradition here of getting uh, some great walking history paths. You guys are gonna describe it much better than I am, but I know it was a great hit last year and I'm so glad to have you back. Thanks guys. It's great to thanks be here again, Scott, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us again. So 
you know, why don't you tell, for those who didn't pay attention or participate last year, just, uh, Andy, tell us how this kind of got going. And well, first, let me introduce these guys. Uh, these uh, all are educators in the area, and it's a great fit for them. One, um, talking about history and educating um, not only students this time, but the community. So with that, Andy, tell us how this came to be. Well, last year uh, in mid-March, the schools that we work at uh, got shut down for the uh, quarantine due to COVID-19. And the three of us uh, would text a lot and just kind of decided we were tired of being stuck in our houses and, and wanted to get some fresh air. So uh, Aaron suggested we go on a, a daily walk uh, to get some fresh air, to get some steps in. And then we noticed a virtual uh, walk run event on Facebook called March Sadness because the um, March Madness didn't happen. And so you had to watch walk or run 64 miles in a given set of weeks. We decided to donate to that cause and walk the 64 miles. And we chose different paths around town. And as we did that, we discovered there was a ton of really neat, like local statues, local artwork, local history with a lot of the landmark commission historical signs. And I think we were out walking one day and one of us just said, you know, we could do this for the city of Eau Claire or the Eau Claire area. It'd be fun to create something where they learned the history and we supported some local businesses and charities. So we put together an idea and started putting together some routes, asked a couple of people if they'd come on board and support us and visit Eau Claire, ended up jumping on board along with WEAU Volume 1, JAMP, Charter Bank, um, and some local chiropractors in Larson and Paul's Road Chiropractic. And we had the EC COVID Clues Marathon and Visit Eau Claire really liked it and thought the event went well last year and wanted us to keep it going throughout the summer. And then this year, uh, we decided to change the name to the Clearwater Clues Hunt, uh, Clearwater after Eau Claire and kind of take COVID out of the name. And here we are again for round two. It was a great experience last year. I'm glad you're doing it again. I heard it was so popular actually that uh, Visit Eau Claire wanted you to do it throughout the summer because with not as many events going on, it was a great opportunity. And just, they, they asked you uh, more than once to um, see if, you know, and I know even I remember finishing last year's episode, I wanted it to keep going too. You want to touch on that, uh, Jed? Well, yeah, basically, you know, we kind of got the idea in late March, early April, and, you know, it was ready to launch ready to go by by May. And so we were kind of under the gun last year to, to get the routes we had. You know, we had eight routes, but it was a lot of work, especially as I kind of mentioned to you off camera before, that was sort of a working prototype, right? And it was it was a lot of work to kind of plan it and do it and, and get everything organized as the event is going on. So, you know, when Visit Claire wanted us to keep it going. We just kind of ran into a time crunch. We had to figure out, you know, more routes and where to go. Um, so we thought, you know, let's just keep this a one month thing, two routes per week for four weeks. And then we have something to, to come back to now here again this year. Um, so we're going to kind of stick with that format um, simply because, you know, we don't want to burn all our routes out in just one year. Um, and it does take some planning, you know, last year after the medallion hunt and, and marathon ended, we already started planning for this year's courses. And that was huge. Uh, this year, we have pretty much all of our routes done and planned out, you know, going into this year. And so 
a lot of the legwork was already done for us and it was just sort of finalizing things, double checking some things. And so again, that's kind of, I think what we're planning is to do eight courses again this year for four weeks, two per week. And then that way uh, we can again, develop more courses for next year and kind of keep this becoming an annual event as opposed to sort of doing them all in just one shot and running out of ideas. It's kind of nice. So the point is to have two courses in one week so that then people can get out, maybe make it a new healthy habit of getting out more than just, you know, once a week. It's kind of maybe is that part of the, the reason that you decided to go with two a week versus just one a week, uh, Aaron? Yeah, that's exactly. It. And, and actually, Jed, you're giving us a little too much credit. When we started this thing, we were still route testing like the I'll next week's credit. routes at a time. Um, I mean, we were really, it was amazing how we pulled it off. And I, I'm sure it looked a lot more seamless on um, our participants end than it really did. But we were really frantically putting and changing things, especially with road construction. So we have, these things have been deliberately tested and planned and walked many times. And really the idea of giving you two routes a week is really just that variety. They might be in completely different locations. You may even walk a route that, if you did this last year, grazes around an area that you did before, but we don't want to give really too much away. We're giving you areas that are new, some that we're, you may, again, are familiar with, and some that you never have expected before. We really, again, as we build this year after year, are trying more to keep it interesting and show you many more things to learn about the greater Eau Claire area. Yeah, and to kind of piggyback off of what Aaron said there, you may walk by something we did last year, but Eau Claire's got so much history and so much interesting things that none of the questions or trivia or anything is the same. Everything is going to be new as far as selfies go, as far as fun facts along the way. Uh, as I mentioned, the trivia questions and historical facts are all going to be brand new. So even though you may go down a similar block, uh, it's still going to be new, fresh things uh, for the participants to experience and, and learn along the way. Okay, well, so tell us, like, what's the distances that you were trying to shoot for? Is there a long one this time? Andy, can you tell us more about the course? Yeah, uh, that's a good opportunity to kind of segue into what's new this year. Um, what we did with all the courses is we gave them a rating. We kind of got the idea... Jed came up with one time of like rating like a ski hill would have with the different things. So uh, some courses are a green circle, which means they're probably less hilly, a little bit more of a flat course and smaller in mileage. Um, a majority of our courses are what we labeled a blue square, which means they're probably somewhere around, you know, two and a half to three miles, maybe a little up terrain or that. And then there's a couple that are uh, red diamonds, uh, which means they're a little bit longer courses. They might involve some up and down terrain, might challenge you a little bit exercise wise. And so uh, each week when you get your clue sheets, you'll know um, kind of, you know, this is a little bit easier route. This is a little bit harder route. This is kind of in the middle. So that's something that's new this year. And then also on the clue sheets, we're also hiding a weekly hidden object, kind of like a weekly medallion. Um, and we're calling it the weekly hidden object to not confuse uh, with the medallion hunt. In the trivia questions, there will be clues to a location on one of the two routes where there will be a hidden object. And if you find the hidden object, you win actually an $80 prize pack of local business gift card. So, um, each week, there'll be $80 of local businesses up for grabs if you find that, that hidden object. 
And then we don't want to give too much away about the location of these courses because hidden somewhere around the Eau Claire area near one of our eight courses on or near one of our eight courses will be this year's grand prize medallion. And that is worth $300 in local gift cards. And you can see that on our Facebook page and web page, kind of what those, those prizes are. But uh, this will be hidden shortly and there'll be a clue released every Thursday and Sunday. And we'll release up to eight clues until the medallion is found. So that's something kind of a, a separate from walking the routes and doing the trivia and selfies and stuff. But there is a weekly hidden object and an overall grand prize medallion worth lots of great local gift cards and prizes. Real fun. That's even more than I think, than, I mean, you had one medallion last year, right? Total now, now each, each week there's going to be one. So that, that's really fun. And obviously there's a lot of that gets some interest from everybody, but especially the kids, you know, gives them something fun, really get them out there. Speaking of that, I, I think it sounds like there's some other, not to confuse this hunt with there is a Chippewa Valley treasure hunt. This is separate than that. And um, apparently th that gentleman, uh, what was his name? Atreyu. He, he um, puts one out like every two months. And so, but that, that's, that is not this. Um, so if you're getting confused, but it sounds like there's some, been some other people that, you know, like this so much that uh, came up with their own and kind of piggybacked. But I like to give these guys credit for um, really getting this uh, going in this area because I don't know that there was anything like this before that they started. So pretty cool. So uh, same sponsors as last year, Aaron? Yeah. And this is a great transition to tell you really about how um, just, just a small component of the registration that we, we don't require any registration fee at all for any of our participants. Uh, we are graciously supported by fantastic sponsors here in the Eau Claire area. Many, all of them returning that um, Andy had mentioned earlier, we really can't do it without them. And uh, those partners have been invaluable for getting these gift cards for supporting. We uh, tallied it up. We have 60 businesses that in some way will be supporting v via either the support they've brought us or via the gift cards. But one of the things that we do kindly ask that people at least consider is a charitable donation. Now, last year, we, again, we're, we were in a lot of pilot testing and we had picked some local causes that were very um, supportive of the area. This year, just for our own simplicity, we've gone to a single uh, supporting charity and it's a new one. They're called the Hub Homeless Services and they're actually located just off of uh, Highway 00 in Chippewa Falls. They're a brand new permanent transitional housing for homeless in Eau Claire. Unfortunately, one of the beauties of a major city like Eau Claire is that you tend to have a lot of homeless people that need the services that only an Eau Claire can provide. And we're very well um, aware of all the generous support that a lot of uh, faith organizations and private individuals have supported with years. And the hub is just another one of these tools that can help those individuals. And this new um, permanent location that they have will provide several mini homes in a central location. Individuals get to work with a case manager that can help them transition out of homelessness. And just as they're starting to get their firm footing here in the area as a new uh, charity, 
we thought it was a very appropriate nod to say that we hear you, we love what you're doing, and we hope that we and the greater community can learn about you and in the end support you. So that is at thehubec.org. We're going to have it linked all over our registration page too. But again, in lieu of charging you a registration fee for the chance to win some pretty amazing prizes, uh, we just ask that you consider that chance to be a little bit charitable and help out the homeless in the area. What a great thing that you're doing there. Basically, doing this as a fun little hobby that you're not being compensated at all by this, but you're giving back to the community. And then on top of that, to to people in need. And so thank you guys for doing that. It is so awesome and very uh, commendable. And hopefully people, you know, uh, even more so will, you know, jump on that bandwagon and uh, we'll see how much we can raise. And so um, I know that we'll keep promoting it on our sources the way we can as well. Chad, uh, you know, you're the history teacher. Is, is there some highlights of history that you enjoyed about some of these routes or did you have a favorite, you know, spot? I know last year, uh, one of the favorites was the high bridge. You can't, I mean, that's just a great spot in town. I mean, like there's many great spots in Eau Claire, but uh, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, my favorite spot this year um, is actually, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but old Abe, the war Eagle from the civil war was from here in Eau Claire. Um, the eighth Wisconsin took off to go fight uh, down the Mississippi river and uh, they needed a, a mascot and, and old Abe, the war Eagle uh, was that, that mascot for the eighth Wisconsin regiment and the steamboat dock where old Abe actually departed from and the 8th Wisconsin company loaded up onto the steamboat and headed down the Chippewa River uh, is, is on one of the courses this year. And it, it's a new area with the development of downtown and the Pablo Center. They've done a great job of creating nice wide paths for both walking, biking and recreation right along the riverside. And this path uh, was in, in the works last year and it was finished up towards the end of last summer is now open for use this year and uh, that path will take you right by the dock or where the dock was you know in 1860 um, that uh, the 8th Wisconsin departed to go and fight the Civil War with old Abe the War Eagle on it and there's a great plaque there that tells you about that and the history and so me being a history teacher that that's kind of my favorite spot and it's a, a good view of the river it's kind of secluded and you wouldn't maybe know about it if you didn't walk the course or walk that path and see it. So, so that's probably my overall favorite, but there are also some other fantastic houses and things we go by. You know, Eau Claire back in the 1880s was a lumber capital uh, of this region. And uh, some of these lumber barons and, and captains of industry had just fantastic houses. And, and oh, you see them now and they're just beautiful and full of grandeur. And you can only imagine what they would have been like, you know, 130 years ago, the lumber barons themselves would have been living in it. And Aaron and I, uh, and Andy and I have said many times walking these courses, man, if we could just get a time machine and teleport back to 1885 and, and just see what this would have looked like with carriages going up and down and, and seeing these houses in their prime and in their heyday and just, it must've been amazing. And so there are several of those old houses of the former you know, prominent people here in Eau Claire that we walk by and that you'll read about on the course. And, and so me being a history guy, 
uh, again, those would be some of my other favorite highlights is, is learning about who lived in these houses and what did they do for a job and, and how did they impact? I mean, they really did develop Eau Claire early on to make it the city that we all know and love and call home here today. That it is fascinating um, that, and uh, thinking about that as well with uh, that those boats, like the picture is just so cool that, that they actually did that and how neat and sometimes thinking I wonder if that would ever, you know, be brought back as a tourist attraction or something that, you know, that would be pretty cool. Um, and you have to give about, credit, oh, sorry, you, go you got to give credit to a lot of the owners in the area who really have kept those homes in such fantastic con condition. Yes, some homes have not stood the test of time, but some of the more um, spectacular ones that we've featured on the routes, what the owners have done to maintain their historical charm is just outstanding. Well, the nice thing about that is, that I know that if, if they want to get registered with the historical foundation, then there is requirements to, to keep it up to, to, to that. So it, it's awesome that they would one, take the initiative to want to do that too. And then like you said, I mean, cause it is work and effort, but we all get to appreciate it. Um, Andy, your favorite spots or things you wanted to touch on about some of the courses this year? I was trying to think as Jed was talking and there's, you know, just a lot of the, yeah, the lumber history and uh, the old Abe history. Um, you know, I attended what, what brought me to Eau Claire was UW Eau Claire to attend the university here and, and sing in some of the choirs at the university. And there are, there's a part of a route this year where I learned a bunch of UW Eau Claire history that I never knew before. And I, went to school here 20 some years ago. So there's some, some neat history right on campus that our participants will, will learn this year uh, of the university that is a big part of the success of, of this city um, and of this town. Aaron, did you have a significant spot? Yeah, just without giving too much away, I love that we were able to take some routes away from the center of the city. We really kept a lot of last year I think pretty confined to a pretty good central area which was fantastic we're going to make you walk around a few other different places this year and you'll hopefully get to be excited about just some of what happened in Eau Claire after Old Abe was no longer and what happened as Eau Claire really began to grow after the lumber era it's just a neat neat thing that you guys have done here uh, is there anything else that you want to add before we go here well you kind of you had mentioned sort of graded the courses this year with the green circle, blue square, and, and red diamond. And, uh, you know, I think it's important to note that, that we did that because of feedback we got from families. Last year, you know, some families didn't maybe know what they were getting into, so they'd go with little kids and find out it's like a three-mile you know, hike, four-mile hike, and there's a lot of hills, and it was challenging. Well, what we're hoping for this year is that, you know, maybe families with smaller children do the, the green square and maybe they're teamed up with some uh, other adults uh, and they can hammer out the more challenging courses or, or maybe they leave the kids at home or bring bikes or it just gives them a variety of options to kind of know what they're getting into ahead of time that okay this is maybe a great course for the kids to go on this one might be a little harder so if they're younger maybe we want to pull them in uh, you know a bike carrier or something like that instead so you know we want to make sure that we're keeping this family oriented and family inclusive and uh, that it's really an event for all ages, whether you have, you know, teenage kids or whether you have 
you know, children that are uh, still in strollers. You know, last year I, I walked all of our courses with my daughter in our stroller. So it can all certainly be done for children of all ages. And that's where we're really gearing it towards is, is to families and anyone really. Um, but we wanted to make sure that we were a little bit more uh, receptive to some of the feedback families gave us after last year and, and kind of make sure that we uh, help them prepare a little bit more this year as we go forward. Definitely helpful and valuable with the little ones. Andy? I'll just add too that if you are a team that uh, has a little bit of the competitive blood flowing through you, uh, one thing that we added kind of at the last minute last year was called first to 26 because um, each of our clue sheets has six trivia, six selfies, and then the charter bank bonus buck, giving a total of 13 things for them to find along the way. So times two is 26. So the first group to turn in 26 answers each week, correct answers, uh, will uh, get a prize pack worth $60. So we have the, for the first to 26 correct prize package each week. And I know there was a lot of teams that maybe didn't have little kids that were maybe some groups of friends, um, older friends that would, one group last year even noted that they got up at 5 a.m., printed off the sheets and were out on the courses by 515 because they wanted to be the first to 26 that week. So if you got if you got a competitive spirit in you and you want something that uh, is what gets you going, then we've got that for you too. So fun. That's great. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. There was one other thing you wanted to add, Andy. Yeah, I just want to add that, you know, we release two routes every Thursday. You have until the next Wednesday at midnight to get your answers in for the two things. If you want to be eligible for the things, there's the first to 26, correct? That would win a prize pack, the people that find the hidden object that week. But then also, if you turn in your trivia answers, selfie pictures, and the Charter Bank bonus buck, if you have 20 or more, uh, correct, your team's name will go into a drawing for every week we have 10 $30 gift cards all to local businesses um, and we will have a drawing every Thursday morning uh, to determine those winners and then make a plan to get those people those gift cards so please make sure you have you take those seven days and you walk the two routes get your trivia answers selfies a charter bank bonus buck get them turned in to our email, which is clearwatercluesunt at gmail.com. Um, and then we will check the answers and put your name in the drawing for awesome, awesome local prizes. And you said those paths are up for the duration of this. If you miss one that week, you can still do that a different week if you want to. Um, but the, for the prizes, obviously that's within that time frame. And was there, and you want to reemphasize, wasn't there one, a, a, a bigger grand prize with that medallion? What was that amount for again? Uh, the grand prize is uh, for five local businesses totaling $300 in local gift cards. So if you find the medallion and contact us and we confirm that it's the medallion, you could, you'll win a $300 local business prize package. All right. Better get out there. Get, get after it. Aaron, any other final thoughts? Absolutely. So whether you're hearing this podcast at the beginning of the challenge or maybe you caught it and, oh, my goodness, it's the fourth week, don't worry about it. You're still welcome to come and join along. Don't forget, though, we would love you to pre-register. Um, it helps just with our own tracking to know who all is participating in this and gives us the information we know on 
who we need to send these fabulous prizes to. Our website is clearwaterclues.org. Again, clearwaterclues.org. And if you also register early, you actually will get emailed um, a custom email from us that will tell you a little bit about what happened the last week and we'll send you right away the routes you need for the week coming ahead. You don't even have to dig around on the website. That's another big plus for getting registered early. And, and I guess finally, you know, when you live in a town that has over a hundred miles in paths and hundreds of years of history, it's only sensical that we learn about how we've connected ourselves to the present, to the past. And there's nothing better really than getting outside of this time of year when the spring gets better. And it's time to get out and get active. And we're offering you the chance to stay safe while getting out there and getting exercise and really learning about this fantastic area that we call home. Wonderful. Yeah, with that, you know, be respectful, obviously, of the other people that are out there um, and, uh, you know, whether uh, keeping your distance, but also just being mindful of the other people that they're participating, trying to get a uh, medallion, obviously, uh, we're all, it's all, they're all just having some fun out there. So if you have other uh, questions or comments, they go right to their website there that Aaron just uh, mentioned. And we really appreciate having you guys on. Look forward to the next one. And I, what a fun way for you guys to spend time together, get some exercise yourself, learn more, and then share it with the rest of us. I look forward to uh, getting out there myself and maybe finding that medallion. So uh, good luck. Uh, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Look forward to seeing you soon. Not on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having agree. us again. Scott. Agree. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Scott. That was a good interview, live from inside everybody's living room on Zoom. But yeah, it was great to hear Andy, Aaron, and Jed kind of share their experience. And they're just so like fun about it. Like They're really enjoying it, so that's awesome. Yeah, they did a great job, and I hope we have people that take advantage of that because it's, it's really interesting, and it's a way to get out and you know get some steps, get a walk in, and have some fun at the same time. Yeah, so go online and sign up and register and hit the trails. Well, we appreciate you all for joining us. We'd like to give a shout out to Ned Donnellan. Thank you again for sponsoring. Eau Claire is here and you should be too. Until next time, hope you guys have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Eau Claire is here. The best way to support this podcast is by subscribing, giving a five-star rating, and writing a review. Find out more at EauClaireIsHere.com or find us on Facebook. Eau Claire is Here is brought to you by Ned Donlin, Donlin Real Estate.